write to my DNS lady today for the first time in two weeks because I was in Melbourne during the Feldenkrais. Um, and I had a great session with her as always. She's an absolute genius. She's DNS trained, but she also has a background in circus um, and acrobatics. And so she has quite a broad perspective and explains things quite differently to my other DNS practitioner, who's also a genius in a completely different way. And she was talking to me towards the end about the difference between uh, fight and flight and freeze. And obviously we all have our own tendencies in that regard. I'm definitely a freeze, more of a freeze than anything else. And how that reflects in different motor patterns and different parts of the body that tend to be tight and tense. And a hypothesis that people who are more likely to run, as in flight, not that we don't, I mean, obviously fight, flight and freeze are three different responses and each one of those can be appropriate depending on the situation. However, some people favor one or are more in the habit of using one predominantly and not so much the other two. And the people who predominantly use the running away, which in a verbal sense would be more the giving way to someone and or submitting to the, someone else's will and not standing up for yourself, may tend to have, it's just an interesting idea, I don't know if it's substantiated, may tend to have more tight muscles in the posterior chain and those who are more likely to respond or who predominantly choose the fight mode of response, which in a verbal context would be to argue and dominate, may have more tight muscles in the anterior chain. And I'm not sure where freezers would be. I seem to be tight everywhere, so maybe that's the answer. Just an idea. Don't know if there's any value to it. Um, anyway, in the light, so that was very interesting to me that idea that fight, flight or freeze can have different uh, body posturings associated with them and the idea that all of us need to be competent and familiar with all three responses in an emergency because all three responses may be the correct one. There's not one that's better than the other but some of us tend to prefer one over all the others. The other thing that came out of our conversation was one of the things that I found tiring and more stressful about my two weeks in Melbourne was the degree of interaction with people I was having was elevated compared to normal. It's true that on my work days, I interact with people all day long, 15 minute appointments, probably 15 to 20 people in a day, but I only work two days a week. And those days do exhaust me. And the thing that exhausts me about social interaction is I adopt a certain body posture which is um, exhausting, which is inefficient. It's exhausting because it's inefficient, um, which is I push my head forward, I raise my shoulders, shoulder blades, and I tilt my rib cage in some weird way. And I'm sure that this is the pattern that causes, um, I get two things when I'm speaking animatedly, I get a tightness in the back of my neck and when I'm at work I get a certain particular pain in the back of my rib cage and I felt that today during our DNS work, I felt how I go into that pattern which was a big find 
because normally it's like, oh, all of a sudden I've got pain. I don't know how it happened. And I kind of feel it happened, but not really. And I just got that extra bit of detail in identifying the beginning of it. Um, usually I'm in standing when it happens, but this time I was in on all four on knees and hands. And I felt myself go into that pattern um, when I was making an effort. So I was, um, the idea of making an effort, the idea of having to do something, the idea of trying to do something puts me into that pattern. And that's exactly what DNS is teaching me to not do, uh, teaching me to keep my breath, keep my, um, the integrity of the cylinder that is my torso, the integrity of the abdomen, diaphragm and chest in their correct alignment, which is where our power base is from. And if I can keep that integrity intact, then all my movements will be not effortless, as Feldenkrais teaches. They will be effortful, but they will be, is a very big difference between the feeling of making an effort that results in an action and that is efficient versus making an effort where your body's fighting itself, where one muscle's going one way and the other's going the other way, where there's a contradiction, a co-contraction in opposite directions. So there is, there's, it's not that effort is, like Feldenkrais seems to teach, that effort shouldn't be made. It's the type of effort effort leading somewhere, effort creating an action, effort which leads to efficiency where there isn't leakage of effort and wasted effort because two things are fighting each other. And I felt that so clearly on a visceral embodied level during that session with her. And it's so important of a concept because it applies not only in the physical concept, which is incredibly important, but it applies to everything in life. It applies to our conversations with people, the thoughts we have, the way our emotions, we can want two opposite things at the same time. We can want two opposite outcomes at the same time. We can be working towards two opposing goals at the same time and not realize it. And to progress in life, without it being a huge fight the whole time, we need to align ourselves, align our values, which would be the equivalent of our cylinder, our torso, our intra-abdominal pressure, align our values and our purpose with our actions, which would be the equivalent of our muscles. So we don't want to have contradictory forces fighting each other because that's completely wasted effort. Um.